1: Right at home.
0: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long.
1: It's Room 104. It's Cormac here. Search is off because she's lucky. Uh, you can get in touch. Let us know what you're doing tonight as well. 87 uh, That's the WhatsApp number. And uh, we're starting a new uh, a new series here. Um, kicking off the 1st of May. It's called Banged Up Abroad. Now, we're not talking to any Irish criminals or prisoners who, who are locked away for doing dodgy things. We're talking to just people who you might know who are Irish, usually from Dublin, who are uh, locked up and quarantined in different places around the world. And we're going to have a chat with them to see how different it is to here, how similar it is to here, and how they're managing to survive. And maybe they'll have some insights for you as well to let you know uh, how you can t- you know, keep on going and surviving the lockdown as we try and uh, make our way out of it anyway. So joining me this evening, we're very, very very lucky to have this gentleman he's based currently over in new york he's irish he's from dublin he is an author of numerous books he's been a tv presenter and he's a psychologist so maybe we can pick his brain about how we can sort out our own brains in lockdown and uh, very delighted to welcome back to the show on Fitzpatrick sir how are you
0: not too bad cormac how are you keeping me
1: good good i like the way you say not too bad so we can get into the misery a little bit later on you know there's, there's some badness <laughs> there but it's not it's not too bad
0: yeah <laughs> yeah well i think i think um that, that's an expression I use even when it's good, but the, the tone of voice that I'm using <laughs> it right now is different than you know.
1: Yeah, um, I suppose first question first is right. You know, you've you've done a lot of things in in your life and in your career and helped a hell of a lot of people. But what has you over in New York?
0: Uh, to be honest, I I need you know it's either a midlife crisis, which I, I reckon is <laughs> probably more accurate, or yeah, or it's just something that I, I felt I needed a challenge, which I suppose is that a lot. But um, I was, uh, you know, things have been going well the last year. I do a lot of travel, as you know. Um, yeah. And I just figured it's time for, you know, exploring new new challenges out there. And America and New York, the kind of work that I do tends to be, uh, there tends to be quite a lot of people here doing it. So I applied for yeah. a green card uh, as a writer and stuff. And, and, yeah, I just moved here last year. And, you know, um, it's, well, I was going to say so far so good. But I was being pretty <laughs> mental. I broke my arm last year. I was at a commission, like, you know, for for a little bit, and then then the coronavirus happened this year. So it's been a, quite a interesting welcome to the United States of America.
1: Yeah, good good and tough. I mean, if you're you're going to set yourself up for a nice challenge, that the coronavirus came along and said, "Here, listen, no on you know, hold my beer," kind of thing. <laughs> it's like here we go. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, mate. Exactly. Um, in New York, though, I you know I've been there once or twice, and I'd always think I'd like to live there. But for someone who's done it for the last year, like, is it is it as good as it might appear in my head?
0: You know, it, it it is amazing. I mean, I'm I'm living out in Brooklyn, but I've spent a few summers sort of just you know just spent a lot of the summers in for the last couple of years in New York. New York's intense, so it's both the greatest place and the worst place. It's it's very stressful, but at the same time, very exciting. Um, and in times like this, it's like, it's like everything, everything's amplified. So, mm. you know, it's like, it's like Dublin on a massive amount of crack. It's just, <laughs> you know, the, the fear, even if you turn on the news, it's just, and the, the, the people themselves are just hard, but it's great yeah. as well. So I don't know, it's, it's a mixed bag. It's not like, oh, I, this is so much fun. Everything's so amazing. It is that, but it's also like, oh dear God, like help me out here. You know, this is a nightmare. <laughs> so you you you're just got to be able to go for the ups and downs and, and your grand. You know, obviously I miss Dublin uh, quite a bit, but at the same time, New York definitely brings something something
1: different, all right? Yeah, I had a friend who used to run like fairly large events uh, for a very well-known conference. And they, they they started running their first events in New York. And he said the complete, they said the difference in attitudes, especially dealing with, let's say, just even simple things like suppliers, He said the Irish way would be ringing up someone kind of going, you know, trying to be nice about it and kind of going, here, if you wouldn't mind, blah, blah, blah. And I yeah. need this by this date and I need this, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, he organize, and he tried to organise this huge event and, and the proverbial hit the fan. Because apparently, what he was saying is that he learned that you have to be a bit of a... You have to be a bit of a dick when dealing with people like that, because otherwise they won't take you seriously, or otherwise they won't respect you. That you have to be nearly shouting at people, kind of going, "No, no, 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 here, pal, X, Y, and Z. This is what you need to be <laughs> doing." I'm not taking and for, I'm not taking no for an answer, kind of thing.
0: Ah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Like there's two two main changes that I have to make every time I go back and forth between Ireland and, and New York, because I go mm. back and forth a lot to see, me, see me in my my dad and stuff. So whenever I come to New York, I have to immediately remind myself to be you know, a lot sort of tougher. So someone bangs into me, uh, like at home in Ireland, someone bangs into me, I'm like, sorry, 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 sorry. (laughs) Whereas in New York, you just have to give them a stare and get out of my way. Like there's, you know, you have to shift in. And I've noticed sometimes I come back to Ireland, I'd be like, get out of my way. And they'd be like, oh, what? And they'd be so offended. And I'd be like, oh no, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. And (laughs) by the you know, you get walked all over, 100%. And then a networking event, it's very funny because back home in Ireland, if you have someone promote their business, they'll be like, well, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're we're kind of doing okay. I mean, we're lucky enough to win this and, and we're doing fine and well, we hope that you're interested in what we have to do. Whereas in New York is, we are the number one in this, we're the greatest <laughs> in this, we're the best in this, you have to work with us and if you wanted to, yeah. you know, it's just, it's really wonderful watching the difference between them. And again, you have to switch your brain set into it because, you know, you can't be you can't be too confident back home in Ireland. Um, oh but God, again, no. if you're too modest over here, no, but if you're too modest over here as well, they're like, you know coming up trying to help you with your self esteem you know
1: <laughs> yeah, giving you a little uh, impromptu therapy session right um, but but oh, uh, you're obvi- you're obviously over there currently in lockdown how what's the situation like for you lockdown over there at the moment like how long has it been when did it kick off and
0: well i think the the lockdown started just a little bit before dublin if i'm right so maybe a week before paddy's day or more or less a few days before paddy's day and in terms of the the the, the thing that hasn't been different is it's not too different to dublin actually So I'm I'm obviously regularly in touch with people back home. And um, to me, I think they're even more careful in Dublin, which I think is good. So like when you go into a supermarket, there's a real sort of more strict policy, at least what I've seen, of where you stand. There's chalk on the floor in some supermarkets to dictate where you stand. Everyone's very conscious of the whole two meters uh, rule. Mm. Um, and there's also plexiglass a lot as well used in Dublin, apparently. But none of that is at least where I am in, in, in Brooklyn. So I go in, you know, when I go to the supermarket, you're obviously wearing your hazmat suit or your, you know, whatever clothes <laughs> you decide to wear outside. And you're, yeah, it is compulsory or they're supposedly compulsory to wear masks. So, right. you know, if you don't have a mask, you know, you have two. You know, scarf strapped around. So I'm going around looking like I'm a, you know, slightly, slightly old uh, thief uh, when I go into the different supermarkets to get me stuff. But it's, it's not as, I think it's a little bit, it's a bit more cavalier than, than it is back home, uh, which, which isn't great. And, but besides that, we haven't, you know, we don't have, I don't think we have the two kilometers rule, but we are encouraged. Like there's a lot of suggestions and then there's certain things that you're not allowed to do. But it's again not that different from Dublin. I think the thing that is different is it's the, the cases here are ridiculous. Like I mean yep. we're the the best in terms of cases, with the most amount of cases the most amount of deaths, which is absolutely horrific. And uh and and it's you know, when it's on the news, you obviously know that your chances of having it or getting it are far more significant than pretty much almost anywhere else on the planet. So and because New York is so small and clustered in, even in my area I looked at it and it's there's a very high percentage of people tested positive. So you know that the, the, the risks are significantly higher here, but the but the regulations aren't, if you get me. So it's just, you know, if you switch off the news and you don't look at social media um, and you stay in your apartment, it's great, you know, there's no problem at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, just Denial is an important strategy during the uh, pandemic oh, yeah. lockdown for, for 2020. Yeah, well,
0: actually, the, well, actually, Cormier, we call it the ostrich effect. It's a psychological um, strategy that I'm, I'm more than happy to implement
1: at the moment. You know, <laughs> so in your in your day-to-day life, right, what has it been different pre-coronavirus and then now after, during lockdown? Like, how has your life been disrupted?
0: Well, I was talking to a friend of mine about this, right? So if, if it, this happened to me in my 20s or in my early 30s, I think I'd notice a, a ginormous shift, you know, because I, I yeah, I'd go out quite a bit and enjoy myself. But i kind of become more boring the last year or two, especially moving <laughs> to a new place. I know if you're a few friends or whatever, but I saw a friend of mine and it's like, what are you doing on Saturday night sitting in? And we're like, oh, I wish we could go out. And then I'm like, well, actually, you know, when's the last time I actually did go out, you know, before coronavirus? I was, I was probably working. So it, it, it has made a difference. What I don't like is I don't like having to stay in. And I, I don't think anyone does. Uh, but I think, you know, look, it is what it is. You just got to deal with it. So I'm just constantly, um, obviously, I've lost a lot of work, lost a lot of business with regards to what I do, because my job involves traveling uh two places, usually on planes to speak in front of the big audiences. so now, now, pretty much every <laughs> single part of that sentence is now
1: defunct. <laughs> it's I now do. illegal. You're not even allowed to so. utter that sentence anymore.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, so now I'm I'm doing webinars. Thank God. Like, um, I've just I I you know I don't like to use the word because I know people hate it, but pivoted or adapted to the circumstances. Um, I'm doing a lot of uh webinars for businesses actually. A lot of organisations are looking for stuff on resilience and working remotely and managing virtual teams and leadership at a, at a distance and and they're the kinds of webinars I'm I'm putting together and creating and delivering to various different companies and banks and pharma companies and other types of business so it's it's just about keeping me sane just keeping a lot of work I'm I'm not bored I am continuously working but like everyone mate you know you have your good days and your bad days you have days when you wake up and you go okay and then you've days where you wake up and you go oh god not again yeah. so I think I think it's important to cut yourself some slack as well and that's what I try to do for myself cuz not easy being away from your family it's not easy you know being away from friends and stuff so you just gotta suck it up for the time being try to stay sane as best you can and try to be kind you know we've a seven o'clock thing every every night where you go out and you you know, applaud the health workers and it seems like cheesy or whatever but it's actually something i look forward to you know and uh, you know I, I think it's important to try to focus on that side of things um, when there's so much heaviness in the world, you
1: know. Uh, definitely. One of the things I wanted to ask you about, because I know you do a lot of training with things like public speaking and negotiation and sales and things like that. And, and I don't mean to go too far back into your past because I know you've written books on uh, time management and you had your own RT show on time management as well, right? But one of the things yeah. I just wanted to, to to ask you about is for, let's say, leaving search students or college students now who have just had their life smashed on its head and told, <laughs> good luck, see you, bye. Like yeah. everything that they were building towards has now been completely thrown up in the air and it's all over the shop. Um, would you have any advice like how do students and maybe people who are studying um, for ex- for exams, whether it's school or university, right, how do they suddenly shift to now being able to do that like at home and and like study remotely?
0: Well, I think first of all, I I, I highly encourage everyone to recognize the the, the possibilities that might come from this. So I'm talking quite a lot about a concept uh, that was created just a few years ago by a guy called Taleb called anti-fragile. And that is the idea that says the idea that adversity can actually make us better and stronger as a result of it. So instead of thinking that we bounce back, like a lot of people talk about resilience, um, we can actually become more anti-fragile, which means, we can become better as a result of this, and if we look specifically at leaving cert students, or students, or people about to start work, or you know, go to university or whatnot, this is a remarkable opportunity to develop the skill set of having to adapt and be flexible, and recognise that it doesn't matter what area of life you're in. A lot of people in their 50s, a lot of people in their 40s, have had their plans dashed, and we all have to adapt. And if you're in the context where you're doing your leaving cert, it must be extremely stressful. It must be crazy to have that uncertainty and not being too sure of anything. But I always tell people the most important thing is focus on what you can control. Control the controllables. And what I, my first recommendation is control the controllables. Focus on what you can do as opposed to all the things you can't. Focus on what you can predict as opposed to all the things you can't. Create a number of different possible plans of what you're going to do. And appreciate the things that you have in your life as opposed to all the things that you thought your future should look like. So you can build a great future, but you first have to figure out what can you do then you've got to figure out a few different alternative plans. You have to have flexibility, and then you've got to make decisions from there. You know, like I think if 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 you have your future set as it has to be this way, or I won't be happy, then you're you've got problems. Because if if me and you go for a for let's say we go to to dinner, Cormac, and I say what do you want, and you say oh I just want Chinese, uh, and you say what do you want, I said I can eat anything. I've already got more future possibilities of happiness than you do because in order for you to be happy, we have to have Chinese. In order for me to be happy, we can have pretty much anything. And in reality, what that leads to is it means I'm much more likely to get the results that I want, whereas you have a fine line. You have a very, very small target that you have to hit in order for you to be happy. Mm. So what I would say is people need to you know, rethink things and give themselves more flexibility in terms of what they want in their life, create different kinds of plans, but also remember, this can make you stronger. Focus on the controllables and work through it from there would be my main recommendations for anyone in that specific uh, context, you know.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think as well, the beautiful, the beauty here is that there's, there's as Irish people, there's much more things to complain about now. We, we're fueled up on misery and complaining for years <laughs> yeah. to come. I mean, this is going to be yeah. perfect.
0: I mean, I, I, I love it. And, and that's the thing, you know. I mean, the thing is, though, Honestly, you know, I, I, you know, when I, living in Ireland, you do get a bit sick and tired of, you know, the, the shows, even the radio shows. Not, not obviously, not yours, but there's some <laughs> radio shows out there where they're constantly, yeah, yeah, but they're constantly complaining, complaining, blaming, and you get sick and tired of it. But there's so much over here. It's just almost like again, everything's much more intense. So like when they complain over here, it's like vitriol, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I, I kind of miss. I miss the Irish, you know, complaining, but we won't do anything. We'll just complain and moan. <laughs> I miss the moaning, because over here it's like hate. Whereas back home in Ireland, we don't, you know, it's like it's like we're not motivated enough to moan out of hate. So we like <laughs> moan to a certain degree, but it only reaches so far. But over here, it's like, you know, it's back and forth. And and look, there's good, good and bad and everything. But that's one thing I do, I do miss. I remember I went to North Korea a few years ago, um, as you know, and uh, when I was there. The news was just always positive because it was like how great the government is and how wonderful it is. And I I do actually miss that as well. I miss turning on the news and and hearing the propaganda, which tells me everything's okay, Life is wonderful. You're great. Your leader's great. Just keep that, you know, picture of him on your fridge and, and everything will be good, you know.
1: Yeah, maybe we can introduce that here. Let's campaign for some propaganda, some more propaganda. We'll have King Leo, and there will be a prayer to King Leo. Uh, maybe we'll do that at seven o'clock every night. Just clap for King Leo as, as he walks by. And we'll be like, "This is yeah. amazing."
0: Yeah, I would love to see the Irish people, uh, the Irish people getting into that. We we can't we can't even agree with ourselves about anything. There's no way we could ever be a dictatorship because. Too many people disagreeing, which I think is a good thing as
1: well. Of course. Oh God! No, definitely. Um. Well, listen. Cheers for giving up your time this evening. I know you. Um. You've you've got your own podcast where you chat to a hell of a lot of fascinating people, which is very important in this time time as well to kind of keep your head ticking over and trying to get in some sort of a routine and structure, or whatever. But what is um what's your podcast? Where can people find it and have a listen to you?
0: Uh, yeah, it's called Changing Minds. It's Changing Minds with John Fitzpatrick, and uh, it's every Monday and Thursday I release different episodes. So we've more than a hundred episodes now. at This stage, John Connors, uh, who you know as well, um, Cormac, a, a friend of mine, good friend of mine, incredible actor, is you know he's an episode on it, and there's some other really great people there that I I'm, I'm very lucky to know. And and there's also a lot of individual episodes where I cover different authors or different books and and different ideas and stuff like that and I'm also on social media I'm on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all the like so um, if anyone is interested in checking that out that would be great mate
1: Brilliant well uh, author psychologist trainer all around sound guy banged up abroad over in New York during the the quarantine on Fitzpatrick thanks a million for popping on (laughs)
0: Cheers buddy take it easy I said stay safe and saying, yeah Flexibility is great that's why there's yoga Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans